and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hey gang, I am on today with Lori Foster of Foster Strategies Group, and beyond being one of my favorite people in automotive, this woman is a keynote speaker, can be seen at every conference you've been to, and is one of the greatest connectors that I've met. So Lori, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. It's so great to be here. Thank you, Lori. You bet. Now, one of the things you talk about a lot in Foster Strategies is elevating, So tell me, well, first let's back up. Tell me what led you to begin Foster Strategies Group. Well, so I've been in automotive 21 years and change, and I decided that if I was going to do this, start my own company. Now is the time. Now why do it? It's because after all of these years inside dealerships, inside vendors, seeing everything that was missing in the conversation or that because I worked for a certain place, there were limits to how I could help people or what I could say or do. And those barriers were just, Lori, they were just too much. And I'm going, there are great people out there who aren't just hungry. They're asking for, for food. They're asking for drink. They're asking for hope. And I thought, I, can, I cannot deliver on this fully until I just get out there and do it on my own, without a net, without a corporation behind me, without anything except for my good work, my reputation, and my commitment to them to do the best possible work. So that's why you'll see things even like what is possible. Like not what did this one company think that we could get done, what can we really do when everything is on the table? I love that answer, and I think that's so true. I mean, we could go off on an entirely another topic on this, but I love the idea that after, you know, more than two decades in the industry, you're still helping people determine, as you're saying, what's possible, but beyond what they even imagined. I mean, which is so incredible. Yeah, most people have a, I don't want to say a a limited view as if they've limited it themselves, but just by virtue of the jobs that we have and all the things we ask people to do and the information that we do and don't let flow to them and their inability to put it together into a better story. I know, Lori, that there are so many people out there that have great ideas. They're just brimming full of them, but they don't know how to shape it into action or communicate that up or out and do that. And so I can be, I can be their person that, that, activates their dreams, their vision, their goals, and let them fully realize those things. I like to think I just put an exclamation point on their ideas or their business. They are running their business. I just want to add. I love that because you talk about, I I know one of your big things is really elevating. You talk about elevating your automotive partnerships and their performance. And so this is really, I think, what you, when you talk about elevating, this is what you're talking about, is the idea that you're helping them look beyond even what they thought might have thought possible. You know, when you think about the word elevation and when you, whether you think about like just even a small difference in climbing a hill, what the view looks like, right? It looks yes. so much different. The perspective, the, nothing moved, nothing on the ground moved. Everything is exactly the same. It's just your perspective of it changed. And then when I think about, you know, the endless flights that I take and once <laughs> you break through those clouds, the thing that looked like the worst, most dreary day imaginable, there's sunshine, there is opportunity, there's another place at the other end of all of that. And so when we elevate our minds first, right, and then our leaders around us, then we extend that to our partnerships. 
What can't we do? So it's just sometimes just stepping back from everything, the way you've heard it, thought it, acted it out, and just said, what if I just stood up a few feet uh, higher in a slightly different place, breathed the air a little differently? What could this happen? What could this look like? What could happen here? I love it. And speaking of sunshine, I think you are pure sunshine. You and I have talked behind the scenes. You are like a prolific connector in the space. In fact, you and I met at NADA last year for the first time, our little fleeting five minute meeting. <laughs> and those are the best. They, okay. they really are. We committed to make it happen and we did. But um, what do you tell us a little bit about connecting, why it's so important to you and why you love it so much? Because when you think of connecting, think also about connecting to what? It's like, I think when we connect to each other, we're plugging into a power source. So I look at it, it's not just, the, it's not just like, oh, great, Lori, I'll be glad to introduce you to Jill or Joe over here. It's about because when I'm connecting people, I'm actively thinking about a future of those two people together. Not just like, oh, isn't that nice? And then I carry on with my Diet Coke and wander right. off. <laughs> I, I look at it like once I plug you and that person in together, there's like power because cords without a place to put them, it's just, you know, your lamp in your living room is useless unless there's a power source. And yes. so I look at these connections, they are electric, they are powerful, and they generate more power together. So when I look at whether it's I'm connecting people for truly businesses to businesses, mm -hmm. um, I'm looking for that exponential lift factor. So back to elevating again, not just like, well, if you do this and I do this, then together, one plus one is two. No, 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 no. Anybody can do that. That's right. That's basic. That's that math is for kids and beginners. <laughs> what I look at is like, how can we take like, let's, let's just talk about you and me, right? Yeah. Like, let's just use it. Like what I do and what you do, if we're actually operating on the same wavelength and we're, we're focusing on things together, what's the multiplier? Like, what's the exponential impact of that? How many lives can we touch, Lori, when we're, when we're lifting each other? How many lives can we touch when if I ran something by you or you were to run something by me and we go like, wait, and I also know this, it like brings out the best in us when we're around people we're supposed to be around. It, it gets our ideas flowing. It gets our connections flowing so every connection that I make I always think does this make at least a 5x difference for everybody involved wow that is incredible and I, I mean honestly I cannot even tell you that I take that amount of <laughs> care and thought but I will from this point on thinking through that it's all about intention, Lori. Like, and so yeah. there's nothing wrong with the way most people do it. Oh, hey, Bill, you've got to know so-and-so. They mean, they mean there's, no, there's no harm in that. Those are wonderful things. But usually you have to ask yourself, what happens next? Because I'm all about what happens next. Like, great, you swapped cards somewhere. Now what? Because right. there was nothing even, everything that I do is with futures in mind. There's not a single thing that I do, not a post that I write that's not thinking about, who is this landing on? How can they use this? Where does this lead to for all of us? Like what's right. next? So nothing is an isolated incident in my world. Nothing. I promise Well, you. and I think what's so beautiful about that, and it really does shine through when people meet you, is it really does come from the heart. I think that for you, it's not necessarily, I mean, look, there's some people in our industry who actually pay or, or charge to make those connections. And I know just from personal experience that you truly are doing it because you want both people or companies to succeed. Yeah. I, I think when you have that 
in your heart, you're just, an, you become a natural connector because it just, like you said, it lights you up to do that. And, and the thing is, anybody can tell you this and you don't believe it until you watch it in real life. I am, um, of, I love nice things, okay? I am not motivated by money. I am not motivated by a singular transaction. I'm motivated by the overall lift. I am so committed to our industry and lifting the people who are already there that need to know each other to a place of knowing each other, not just, you know, getting their own name out there. I'm right. also about lifting others. So... Speaking of connections, I mean, I think the other half that you are really, really, you know, very strongly feel about is the idea of cultivating great leaders. So do you think leadership is, you know, do you think it's innate or do you think it's something we can teach? What do you think it is about leadership and people that I, I guess, can you teach it? I guess is what I'm asking. So I think there, that's, a, that's a tricky question, and I'm going to answer it in a tricky manner. Is okay. That, is that okay? I'm, yes. so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> that's the answer. So, <laughs> but, but okay, so let's break it down. Are there people that are born leaders? Yeah, and I gave birth to a couple of those, okay? So um, there, are, there are people that are born leaders and people, and you see it truly at a preschool playground, like people that just whatever that juju is they have, that other children even follow them. But usually, let's take a look at attributes, even on the preschool yeah. playground, right? Like, they're usually the people that are sharing. They're looking out for others. They're extending the hand to help the kid that normally gets left out. They may be a little stronger, but that doesn't mean that they're the best at everything, but they're willing, right? So yes. if I look at leaders are all of those things. That doesn't mean that they're perfect. That doesn't mean they have all the answers. That doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean that they don't get left out sometimes too. But there's this thing inside them that is a positive outlook for that things are going to be okay. Even if I didn't get picked today, things are going to be okay. Well, maybe it's good because it was little Jenny's turn. Also, there's that thing inside of them that says, I can affect outcomes. And yes. We wrap that up and we call it like, I call it hope, but like when you wake up in the morning and feel like you can affect outcomes, that's yes. leadership. And that's a, I don't know, Lori, how much of that is choice or whatever, but I know I'm the kind of person that without a background that would have given me proof points for that, but sure. I would wake up and go like, I can win that spelling bee. <laughs> no joke. Right. I, and I win every one of them still to this day. I can, I can work harder than the next person. I can try different things than what everybody else is doing. My first job, all my friends were working at the McDonald's um, sure. on North Henderson Street in Galesburg, Illinois. There was a steak and shake next door. We were broke. Our family, we just didn't have a lot. That's okay. Um, yeah. But I could work next door and I could make double the money that my friends, same hours, same everything, same basic kind of work. But I was like, if I hustle just a little bit, I can make more money and I could be buying things and I could yeah. buy clothes. People thought I had money because I was wearing some decent clothes. It's like, no, it's on clearance at the mall. I can't lay away. <laughs> you know what? I, that's so funny because there's this story I have. I don't know if I've ever before. It's really funny. So kind of the same idea. Like when I was in middle school, I have the same, I have very similar feelings that you have about this. When I was in it must have been middle school, I would have my mom buy the Costco pack of blow pops back then, the suckers 
for like, I can't even remember how much it was, $5 for the pack of 100. And then me and my brother would set up this table as the elementary kids came home from school and sell the blow pops for a quarter each. And so like from a $5 box, we made $12. And so the joke is, I'm just like, I, from the very beginning, I was entrepreneurial and that was like ingrained. I, I was just born that way. That wasn't something that came along as I grew up. No, and but we, but but then we we look, we look at that and Lori. Now I know we could talk for even more hours because <laughs> the, story, the stories. Oh my God! Now now you've cracked open a whole Pandora's box of fun fun stories and memories. Right. But so but you you asked a really good question. You were like, are leaders born or not? So I don't even know still if I call myself a leader. Other people do. I don't know that I wake up and wow, like wow. Lori, you're a leader, but I do feel a responsibility because people say that yes. to push harder, even when the day is tough, even when the evidence isn't already, I, I go through life exactly how everybody else does, right? Like, yes. like I have a house, just sold one of them, that, which is great, but I've got these kids and G babies. I've got lots of people that are depending on me. Like I experience a full range of, of life experiences, but I'm like, people are counting on you. Yeah. To show up. So even, and you know, sometimes that lifts me even when all of the other evidence doesn't. Now you asked a really good question. You said, can they be made? And here's what I'm going to say. They can be made by showing an example, but it it has to be somebody's choice. So yes, the answer is a, a big qualified, quantified yes, but they have to be typically, if they weren't born with it, they have to be exposed to it. Yeah. They have to see kindness in action. They have to see how it's affecting change around them. And so then it's like evangelizing leadership. Like right. they, they convert to, I want to be like this too, but you cannot externally force people to become leaders and it doesn't matter how good of a trainer you are and I'm a great one yeah. I can show people they've got to believe in it and want to do it and deliver on it and then take themselves to the heights and the depths and the breadth of everything that they're capable of doing that's on them so yes and yes yes <laughs> well and I love that and you may have I think you probably answered this in the things you just shared with us, but I was going to ask you next, some of the traits of a good leader is that you shared a lot with us in that answer. So is there anything in addition that you'd like to add? So first of all, if you're ever wondering what a good leader looks like, ask yourself who are some, not just one, but who are some good leaders that I have liked, whether it's an Oprah or whether it's the guy that you worked for when you were 22, right out of college, or whether it's the guy down the road that you never even worked for, but it's Frank and the guy that all the kids in the neighborhood knew. So it doesn't matter what sector or segment of your life they came from. Just ask yourself, and I I would suggest that everybody do what I'm going to share right now. Jot down what were the adjectives that you would use to describe those people who positively impacted your life and you consider leaders to this day? Was it a sociology teacher in 11th grade? Like, what was it about them? Not like, oh, Mr. Johnson was great. What was it? Like, yeah. so, so get your list of adjectives going. And then once you do that, ask yourself, how did they make you feel? And how do they still make you feel, whether it's the memories or their presence in their life still? And then you start taking a look at it and go like, that's what leadership is. But I'm going to start with a basic. It's respect. 
Mm-hmm. You, yes. You cannot be respected unless you respect. So that does not mean that you get along with everybody perfectly all the time and that everybody that does not mean you're the you've got you're the head of a tribe out here and everybody's like, oh got googly eyes for you. No, that means Real respect is so has such a deeper foundation than yes. popularity. So make no mistake, the words respect and popularity are not, this is not the same. But respect means somebody can turn to you in their toughest moment and they know that you're going to be there for them, not to just say, oh, Lori, you're awesome, but to say, Lori, let's talk about it. How do yep. we get here? How do we get out, right? So the next thing would be kindness. And again, that doesn't mean passing out money to strangers, but that means approaching people with a, a spirit that there's probably a lot more good to them than yeah, not. And like, I let it that. Show, let it show up. Right. Like we, we make these surface judgments. We all do. But so I would say respect kindness. And then I would say, we're talking about leadership here. I would say vision and vision, not just for, I see myself in great places. I see a vision where this business, these people can go further, farther together. And you're somebody who can, now, because of the respect and kindness that you have as a foundation and the trust that is there, of course, right? Yeah. Now people want to follow you. That's when you know it's a leader. Not You're, you're a manager or you're a figurehead right. when you're saying it and yelling it over here. You're a leader when people are like, where are we going? Oh, wait, I don't even care. Let's go. I'm right. <laughs> yes, so. I think that's so true. And I think that's such an important point that a leader is really the person that people follow them because they want to, not because they have to. Right, yeah, it's, it's their choice. You can't force, um, you cannot force um, good behaviors or right. like following leaders out of people. People do it because they want to, and so you get a lot of passive aggression in right. a lot of places or like, yeah, well, this guy, um, your people will try to prove you wrong if you're inauthentic. So I guess I would add authentic to that pile too. I, I mean, all, Excellent examples for leaders. Um, so I want to turn now quickly to you. Like I said, we've been thinking of you as, a, or we know you're a leader. <laughs> you also are, uh, you have, like you said, grandbabies, children, you're working on your career. So one of the things I love asking women on this um, podcast is how do you make it all work? Do you have trips and tips and tricks for like keeping it all together? You know, I was even thinking about that. Um, I was asked this a couple of weeks ago. I knew we would probably be talking about this today. Yeah. And I would say, listen to that voice that's quietly telling in your head that you need to do a little bit more or you need to do a little bit less. Listen or feel for that gravitational pull towards something that needs to be done versus away from something that doesn't need to be done at the moment. Yeah. And, um, and just say, I think this is one, um, one strong benefit I have of having a few more years um, behind me is going like, you know what matters? You, use, you see me use the word matters a lot right. in my posts. I know what matters ultimately and what doesn't. And I also know that self-care matters, but I also know that so many people are talking about so much bleepity bleep self-care that like, you know what? <laughs> There's like, get out of yourself, get away from yourself. We are called to help others. Yes, of course, take care of yourself first. We've all heard the put your oxygen mask on, but they yeah. didn't say you had to have three people massaging you at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just come on. 
the fun's not in the solitude. That's the reflection and the planning. I have to make sure I have time for that. But the fun, the enjoyment, the reward is in seeing others benefit from what I can do for them. Yes. And I think I'm such a huge advocate of this as well. Like the idea of find what lights you up, find what lights your fire inside of you, and then go follow that. Because I think if you're doing that, then you really self, it is a form of self-care, right? Even if you're working or connecting or or taking care of your children or your grandchildren. If you're doing something in a way that supports your passion, I think it's just going to light you up from the inside. Yeah, and I, I know a lot. I have hobbies too. I love music, which can't go see any music right now. I know. Um, it's very limited, but, and gathering people and all of that. But I go, okay, so how do I recreate that otherwise? And I am so like eternally grateful that the work that I do, and even though, Lori, gosh, it would be great if you and I were sitting here with a coffee. I know. But I feel like we are. So I feel like I have built a network, very intentionally, brick by brick, a network of people that I truly care about and that care about me or that other people want to know about what we're about because of that. And so I have a community that is just boundless. And I look at it, if at any moment I'm missing some of those connectivity things for me, I just stop for just one second and like straighten your head out because (laughs) I have an embarrassment of riches of people that I'm entrusted with, either their, their business or their career or just their kindness or what they've given to me. So I I can never, like that usually takes me about 4.8 seconds to snap out of. So people get Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. I think that's a fantastic way to look at it when you're saying, okay, I have so many valuable connections and am I using my time wisely with each of them? Right. I love that idea. So tell me, you know, is there a daily or weekly habit to keep you you keep motivated or is it like we said, just kind of this idea of connection that keeps you going? Yes. And let me tell you, it all sounds sounds perfect on Sunday night. I have everything now. This is exactly (laughs) how the week's going to go. Like like none other, like, and I'm going to do this and this, and this is going to be an hour every day. I'm going to do this and 15 minutes and I'm going to take the, yeah. And then guess what? Monday comes and it's, the phone rings and it's somebody that needs me. And I'm like, I could either go like, oh, guess what? That fits yeah. in uh, three days from now. I've got a 15 minute slot. Exactly. So I just think I am a master maneuverer. <laughs> That's not a word, but of time. <laughs> and I just shift it for, you know, I'm in constant triage for who needs what, whose priority is the most urgent and emergent right now. Yes. And, and you just go with it, but you always anchor yourself back to like X amount of time on client development, um, X amount of time on the client care of the people that I have right now, X amount of time on scanning just for yes. researching things I need to like be shoving in my head, um, X amount of time on just talking like, Hey, updates, what's going on. And then X amount of time for that random call. Like when I got last week, a guy who's He's been in his role as a GSM for quite a while, and he was recommended to me because he wants to go to the next level, but he's getting told no. And mm. so, so not only is he going to become a, an executive coaching client, which is fun, but like I was able right then in that moment to just stop everything. He was flexible with me. I had like, I said, I got to talk later today, but to take a guy who's actually feeling like this is hopeless, it's not worth it. And one of those good guys that we work really hard to find. Right. And I was able to talk to him and give him some really actionable things right now. And it was able to help him 
I always say this, Lori, like whether I'm there or not, I can give people things to do. They can hear my voice and go like, okay, you know this, you know that you can, here's what you can do today. Here's what you can control. Here's what you need to be looking for. Here's how you need to be still always preparing for the unpredictable right. future. Yes. Um, and so I was able to like get him to a place where he was like, oh God, he like literally could breathe again. Yeah. I love that. And I think this flows right into um, our last question. This went so quickly. Like I said, I can talk with you. We need like five more podcast episodes for all of our topics. But if there were one piece of advice you could give to the leaders out there, what would it be? I would say, remind yourself of who you are and who you're not. And remind yourself of who you're supposed to be who you should be, who you could be, and hold yourself personally accountable to fulfill all of that, whether it's what you need to do to nourish your own soul and mind, whether it's listening more to other people, whether it's taking action, but just listen to who am I supposed to be? Yes. Am, I, am I doing it? Am I not? And reconciling it and going for it and just being really honest with yourself because that's how you get better. No pats on the back. Yeah, yeah. pat on the back, keep going. Now there's more. Let's go. Right. I love that. Being accountable is just so, so I, I think it's honestly an, like a an missed skill. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we all get so we, we diminish and we shy away from personal assessments. Like, I'm not about talking about self-flagellation. Like, don't beat yourself up. But just right. like, I told myself I was going to be here and I'm not, or there's a gap. How do I close it and move past it? And how do I just keep doing that? And so I look at everything as like leadership could be, should be looking internally first for continuous improvement in their life and their deliverables to others. Before right. they're asking anybody for anything, hard to hard to ask other people to people to do. It's not just about oh well, I can wash cars with them. No, like really, like because the work is internal. Are you as a leader willing to do the internal work to be a leader on a daily basis? I think we're gonna stop there because I could not have stated it better myself. Thank you so much for being on with us today. It's my absolute pleasure. Anytime, Lori. How can people find you if they'd like to reach out to you for leadership coaching or anything else? Yep. So a few ways, and I'm sure you're going to have it listed here, but um, so Lori at Foster Strategies, because we have multiple, Lori at fosterstrategiesgroup.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. If you can't find me on LinkedIn, you're not trying it. Lori's L-A-U-R-I-E <laughs> Foster. And um, my, my text is 269-217-0414. And I can send you um, my website address. I've got a pretty neat website too. But the biggest thing is, Lori, is if they, if they want to reach me, Lori Foster, find me. Somebody you know has heard of me or you can find me on LinkedIn and I'm here to help. You are the best. Thank you so much for being on today. It's my pleasure again. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a review or rating on your podcast player of choice. If you have a future female leader that you would like to hear on careering, please leave us her name and contact information at the link below. Thank you. Thank you.